This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovin. This is our weekly Tigers chat with Jason Beck. Beck, uh, who knew the Tigers, all it took to turn this team around was Brad Osmus draping his hoodie over home plate. Uh, they've won eight of their last nine games going into Tuesday. They're batting 335 with 20 home runs and 53 runs scored over that span. That is a rate of 6.6 runs per game. Uh, what has gotten into this team lately? Well, you know, you, you drape a hoodie over the plate, you, you salvage a season, you maybe save a job, you maybe. rekindle an offense, and you raise a few thousand dollars for, for charity in an auction <laughs> afterwards. It's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those, we might have talked about it last week where the Tigers had kind of been in a difficult stretch of games there against some pretty tough opponents and against some particularly tough pitching staffs. Uh, and that if they could get through, if they could survive that um, DC Baltimore road trip, which they did, albeit, you know, it was like a two and five trip. So, you know, they didn't exactly survive it really well, but, you know, they got through it and you, they got into an easier stretch of games where, you know, the Twins have been struggling pretty much all year. The Rays, while they were on a surge, were coming, you know, were in a stretch where, you know, they presented a better matchup for the Tigers than some teams in, in the past. And now you have the Phillies in town. And they were able to beat up Vince Velasquez. And I thought something J.D. Martinez said after that game was uh, – was really uh, kind of to the point, you know, because we asked him, it's like, Velasquez had been off to such a good start this season. You know, what did you guys see out of him in the scouting report that that made you think you could get him? And he said it wasn't so much his scouting report. It was that they'd faced so many tough pitchers similar to him over the last week or two. And he ran down the list. You know, Chris Archer was on their list. I think he put Manny Andreessen on there. Uh, you know, he went back to Baltimore. Uh, Phil Hughes, he felt like, was a similar guy. Just pitchers where, now granted, you know, Velasquez throws harder than, than most, if not all those guys, but just that style and that look they felt was so similar that once they had come up with a really good approach against Archer on Sunday, it was really more a matter of carrying that over. So I think you're kind of seeing that now where, you know, the fact that they got through that difficult stretch against guys like Scherzer and Chris Tillman and guys like that, I think set them up to be a little bit more successful when the schedule schedule got, no offense, but a little bit easier on them. Yeah, and you got to take advantage of those uh, softer portions of the schedule. Um, there's no question about that. 
you know, a lot of things uh, are going right offensively right now, Beck, but chief among them is Miguel Cabrera. He is batting 5-15, 17 for his last 31, without a strikeout uh, to go with seven home runs and 12 RBIs during a nine-game hitting streak entering Tuesday. Uh, I believe, it could be wrong on this, but I believe he hasn't swung and missed at a pitch since last Wednesday. Uh, you know, this is a great hitter. This is a Hall of Famer. But I think even by his standards, this is a pretty ridiculous stretch. Yeah, and I kind of went down the scorebook internet wormhole trying to look up that swing and miss stat. But, but yeah, it was like his second at-bat on Wednesday was the last time he swung and missed at a pitch. He had a foul tip for a strike at one point. Um, you know, a couple of days ago over the weekend, but you know he still made at least some contact on it. He, but it, it basically it was a 33 um, swing span without missing a pitch, which is incredible to me. And, you know, even for by his standards, this is really an amazing stretch he's on. He hasn't struck out since I think it was facing Tillman in that second game of the Baltimore series. So he's. He's on this role where he, he's punishing those fastballs that I think opponents were having a little bit more success than expected getting past him earlier in the year. He's seeing the ball better, and by his admission, he's not chasing pitches now at all, basically. His, his batting eye right now, for, for all we've made about getting back to health and having legs uh, you know, under his swing, his batting eye right now is incredible, especially to, to me for somebody his age. Not that he's over the hill, but for somebody at that you know age 33 range, you know you, you kind of look for certain signs. You know that, that maybe tracking pitches becomes a little bit more difficult. Not for this guy right now. I mean, he's just on one of those where he's just set focused in. And while he's not necessarily doing as much with off-speed pitches as fastballs as you might expect. He's tracking those, too. So he's not getting fooled at all. He's going up with a game plan. Now, I thought you know, one of the home runs against Velasquez, I, I thought was telling me because he dropped the Velasquez dropped the first pitch curveball in for a strike. He's down and out. And then he went with the curveball in almost the exact same spot. And Cabrera just had one of those classic opposite field Cabrera swings that we've come to know. And that ball just carried over the right field fence. And, you know, that was kind of a good sign to me that, that he's back to, uh, to to pretty close to, to what we've seen out of him, you know, a few years ago. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy when Miggy is at his best. Uh, another guy who's been at his best since coming off the DL is Cameron Maben. Uh, 14 for 24 in seven games since returning from the disabled list. Uh, I don't know if anybody expected that uh, that immediate of an impact from Mr. Maven. What's going on with him? Uh, you know, I, I wish I had an answer. It, it's incredible because it's not like he tore it up on his rehab assignment. He, he really, by and large, he struggled at the plate for a good portion of that, that rehab assignment, especially in Toledo. It wasn't until you know a couple of recurring injuries forced him to stay down there a little longer that his bat really came around. And once it did, it was like seeing those pitches was like an extended spring training for him. And ever since he's been back up here, you know, like Herrera, he's been tracking most everything. It, it's really incredible given the type of hitter he's been over the course of his career. And he's been all over everything. He's been taking not 
not necessarily taking pitches, but taking what he's getting from pitchers, you know, being willing, eager maybe in some cases, to go the opposite way with some balls, um, you know, still being able to hit for power, just being able to center and, and do what he wants with pitches that in a way that I don't know if any of us really expect anything near this uh, when the Tigers traded for him last fall. It's been a very nice addition. took a little time, but it's been a very nice addition. Uh, another nice addition this season, obviously, has been Jordan Zimmerman, uh, but that's the one bummer uh, to come out of this past week back. He is out with a groin strain. Doesn't sound like it's uh, overly serious, though. What's the word on that? Uh, talking with him after the game last night, he sounded much more encouraged. He said it felt uh, very much improved compared to, to Sunday. And then he felt like he was going to be able to, to get out on the field and throw in the next couple of days. And that should give him a better idea of when he thinks he could be able to uh, pitch in the game again. Uh, Tigers are kind of taking a wait-and-see approach on this. He's, he's not going to make that next start um, over the weekend in Oakland. But with an off day Thursday, they can kind of move everybody else up and uh, basically just push back his slot. Now, the latest they can go before needing either Zimmerman or a replacement, I believe, would be next Tuesday in Anaheim. Uh, that would be you know, the fifth straight day of, of games. So uh, they wouldn't be able to kind of uh, hide that slot any longer. Uh, if the schedule hadn't been adjusted for a makeup game next week against the Yankees, Coming back into town, they could have made that a bullpen game. Brad Ausmus admitted uh, yes, yesterday, but with that makeup game next Thursday, they really can't afford to expend relievers. So, one way or another, you know, they're either going to have to have Zimmerman back, or they would most likely have to make some sort of move to uh, to bring up a spot starter in his place. But from the Tigers' standpoint, the good news is, you know, we're, we're talking about him basically being day-to-day as opposed to how many starts is he going to make. Uh, one last thing, Beck. Uh, obviously, you know, it's no secret for the Tigers to get where they want to go. They need more consistency from the rotation uh, in general, and, and you know, especially in the back end. And Michael Fulmer uh, had some difficulties in his first couple starts in the big leagues, but uh, struck out 11 rays over the weekend. I know he's added a change-up to his repertoire. How big of a separator can that be for him? And is this an outing he can build up? I think that, that third pitch, they've been talking about it since spring training, that third pitch is going to be huge for him if he's going to be a starter. And I think that could be really the separator to, is this guy going to be a starter in his career, or will the Tigers eventually see him as more of a late-inning relief-type guy? Um, he was able to get consistency with it. Against Tampa Bay, he was able to get some really good swings and misses. And I'll tell you, tell you a lot of times you measure that changeup against the fastball because of the velocity difference, and if you can get the similar type delivery, it's hard for hitters to track. To me, the, the way he was throwing it, it was hard to make a whole lot of difference from, from my end between that and the slider. And uh, you're talking about a pitch with movement as opposed to you know, pitches more men's the change of speeds. I think that adding that factor in addition to the speed difference between the changeup and the fastball, I think does wonders for him. And I think if he can continue to develop that, you know, he's going to make it tough on the Tigers 
um, you know, whenever they have a rotation decision to make. And going back to the Zimmerman thing, you know, they've got Shane Green, who's going to be making his uh, second rehab start here, um, you know, this week. And he might need one more after that. He might not. They could end up having to, you know, they could either bring back Shane Green and have to make a spot start in Zimmerman's place and do some sort of roster tinkering uh, from there. Or you know, they'll have to make a decision over, you know, do you bring back Shane Green as a starter? Do you put him in the bullpen and let Fulmer continue on if he keeps pitching like this? What's the, the best decision here? I think if you'd asked this question a week ago or even, you know, five days ago, I think the, the obvious answer from the Tigers' standpoint would have been to send Fulmer down and get him developed a little bit more. But, but that last outing, I think – you start seeing the results of of what uh, Fulmer's learning, and you wonder if he might be better off getting some repetitions up here and maybe trying to go off of it and see what type of bounce you can get from him continuing on and maybe continuing to, to get these deeper starts that the Tigers, frankly, desperately need to, to help get that bullpen back in order. All right, there you have it. The latest word from Jason Beck. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.